0: Ryan. Hey Michael, can you can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Sweet. Yes, sir. I like your shirt.
1: I like your shirt, man.
0: <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Uh it's so cool to see, you, man. Uh thank you for supporting.
1: Of course, yeah. So um I mean anytime I, I see a movement like yours and uh especially um the message that you're trying to share, I'm I'm all about it. Um so first of all, thank you for joining me. I know that you're a busy guy and uh you got a lot going on.
0: Yeah, dude. But I mean it's been great to finally talk. I've been wanting to 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 speak with you for a while. So I'm glad we're finally doing this.
1: Nice. Um, so for those of you listening in the future, Ryan is a former um tech uh tech person, um having transitioned into becoming a regenerative rancher. And now he is the founder and CEO also of the Regenescence. Um so so first. I would like to start really broad and then I'll get a little bit more specific. Um, There's a ton of things that I would love to talk with you about. I know that you're a Bitcoiner too. Uh, Mm -hmm. I found that out from Tristan and Ben um, (laughs) as well. Uh, Those conversations were great. Um, But first, tell me how you transitioned from working in tech and then becoming a regenerative rancher. Because I know that you also had a little bit of a health journey yourself.
0: Yeah. um, It's been a, a pretty hectic, I'd say three years to say the least. So pretty much at the start of the pandemic around March or April, I can't remember the exact date. I had found out that my brother had stage three colon cancer and that came out of nowhere, really. I mean, yeah, just straight to stage three. So that was in the back of my head, pretty much the whole year of 2020. That was definitely a struggle. And then fast forward to December of that year, I found out that it had progressed to stage four. And so I knew leading up to that, that I was going to take time off of work because A, he was he will always be the most important person of my life. Um, And I would have been able to sit with myself being in Austin, knowing that he's struggling by himself. um, Yeah, I knew immediately that I was going to do that. So as soon as that happened, I decided to take the first six months off from 2021 to be his caretaker. And so I watched all of that unfold. And then he passed on June 11th of that year. And so I knew also leading up to his passing that just seeing what was happening, it obviously made me rethink everything in life and realized that tech was good and all. And I really liked what I did in terms of I was a user experience researcher and really loved that field. But at the same time, IBM was just B2B enterprise that I just did not feel fulfilled at all. And I knew that, I wanted to bet on myself essentially. So after he died, I actually, I quit immediately. My manager knew ahead of time that that was gonna most likely be happening. And then I withdrew my 401k. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, but I knew, okay, I have a prime opportunity here to just figure out what I wanna do. Because most people don't ever take that time, nor do most people really have that opportunity that I really had, even though I had crazy bad PTSD from all that. I mean, the first three months were a complete wash. So it wasn't until the last three months of 2021 to where I started making small changes. And that was all because of Twitter, actually. Twitter really talks about going outside, getting your 10,000 steps. And there's a lot of truth to that, because the first thing that I changed that snowballed into making a lot of changes in my life was walking, Um, because, yeah, being in tech, I was always indoors. I mean, I've always been a huge nature guy and also working out and whatnot, but not to this extent to where I was taking walks in the morning, taking walks after I eat. Um, yeah, so I still was just trying different things. I was really into music, especially EDM. I was really okay. into Bitcoin. So I was just trying different things, but nothing really stuck with me. And I knew the lifestyle of, say, music long-term, that was not going to work out. And then I did this men's retreat in January of 2022 through Twitter again and through there, I was talking to the guy that was hosting it, and um, we were just talking about what I could really be doing, and I was just talking about health and nutrition, obviously, after everything I was going through, because also on top of that, I was taking care of my mom. At the time, she was really sick as well. She was forced to retire in 2019, I believe, because of her declining health, and so, yeah, it was just really happening really, really quickly, so I thought I would be doing some type of Nutrition, education, and coaching. And then it was around that time also, at the end of January, beginning of February, to where I heard about regenerative agriculture. I had never heard of that term ever. And that that immediately clicked in my head. to, okay, this is where I want to be going back to where our food's grown and really getting into the root of it, it all because we're so disconnected from that. And so I still had not known what I wanted to do with all of that. There's this Twitter group, Rosoma Field School, and she hosted this homestead slash regenerative agriculture course that was, I can't remember, I can't remember how long it was, but it was really awesome. It was very uh, hands-on, even though it was all through Zoom, but we talked with different people in the field and that whole experience was amazing. And then through that, I started making some small action steps to where I began visiting ranches. And then that snowballed into what I eventually did in September of last year, which was I wolfed on a farm. So wolfing is, it's an acronym, WWOF, which okay. stands for Worldwide Opportunities on Organic Farms. And it's a really cool organization. Essentially, in exchange for your labor, you get housing and food and it's actually global. And so that's cool. how the website is, it's, it's, yeah, it's, free, it's, it's awesome. I mean, the whole layout of it all is just like Airbnb style to where you get to see what they have, what wow. they're looking for, their expectations. Cause you can even just do it for a day and wow. uh, you, you just schedule it. They have like a little calendar and you, you schedule what what you would want to do. And then pretty much a brief message of why you're applying and what you're looking for. And through that, you just hop on the phone with them. And that's essentially what I did with this farm in Pennsylvania. And so I worked on there for two months and that was amazing and through all of that though this whole time um the following years too i was having my own health issues as well um obviously after my brother died and through that whole entire experience of just the crazy stress lack of sleep i didn't eat at all um just destroyed my gut health and especially at that time after he died i actually switched back from being vegan i was vegan for two and a half years
1: wow
0: and through that as well, that messed up with my stomach acid that it took me a long time to realize that was the root issue of a lot of things. I was going to my gastro, all they kept telling me was that I had an over acidic stomach and they would just prescribe me anti acids. What actually came to be was the complete opposite. I had a low stomach acid. Wow. And so I actually had to increase my stomach acid. And that took over probably 16 months to even figure that out. And so I spent thousands and thousands of dollars on tests, um, blood work the whole nine yards with doctors and gastros and none of them had any answers and they never really seemed to care. That was what was really frustrating about all of that. And so when I was on that farm in Pennsylvania, I still had these issues. I couldn't figure out what was going on. So I was trying to do my own research on YouTube and I convinced myself that I had SIBO, small, anterior, uh, small intestine bacterial overgrowth. Okay. Um, and so I, I was trying to do that on my own. I was taking a bunch of supplements and that worsened everything. And so I actually found a guy through YouTube who went through his own SIBO experience and hired him. And through that, I was able to take my own test and realize that actually I didn't have SIBO. So everything I was doing through that whole entire Damn. time actually worsened it all. And um, it was very frustrating because my health declined even more. I had no energy. Everything became so difficult. Even just picking up the most minute tasks required pretty much all of my brain power to overcome because I just had no energy. And so I actually ended up leaving that farm early. Um, This was around Thanksgiving time. And so I ended up hiring another guy and this is when things started to actually change because he I found him through Twitter, Alejandro AD. He's a very smart guy who had his own gut issues and had his own failures from healthcare. So he took it upon himself to figure all that out. And now he's trying to help others like that. Mm. And fast forward to January. um, I had a couple months of downtime, essentially before my next ranch that I was scheduled to go uh, in last or late January of this year. And I did two crucial blood tests that, Again, none of the doctors ever recommended, and I, st- I still have no idea why. The first one, which is so basic, was doing a full comprehensive vitamin and mineral panel. And through that, I realized I was deficient in a lot of stuff. And that dated back to the start of my brother's stuff because wow. I've never looked into like the actual details. But whenever you're stressed over time, no sleep and whatnot, that depletes your body of crucial right. vitamins and minerals. And then the other one I ended up taking was a thyroid panel. And that's when I found out I had Hashimoto's, which is Mm. severe hypothyroidism. And that second one was crucial because that was the whole answer to why I didn't have any energy. Why crazy bad joint pain, why I had um, like my hair stopped growing, nail issues, skin issues, um, poor memory, brain fog. Cause even for example, right now I'm talking my mind still isn't clear. I still don't wake up refreshed, but I mean, the good thing is I know the correct steps to take. And so I started taking these supplements and leading up to the ranch I was supposed to start at, it was pretty much January 31st when I was going to start. It was a bison ranch in Montana. And so I was in Boise, Idaho about a week beforehand to just explore the area, you know, and just hang out before I go to this ranch. And I started taking the supplements. And had the craziest severe reaction to that of my life to where over the course of five days at the start of it, I just started having really bad fatigue, nausea, um, really bad upper abdominal pain. Damn. And it was just making all kinds of crazy noises. I couldn't figure out what was going on, but I continued taking that supplement because I didn't think anything of it. And, but my symptoms kept getting worse and worse. Um, Over the course of three days, this was Wednesday to Friday, I was essentially shitting blood 80 or 90 times. And I'm not joking. When I say 80 or 90 times, it was just nonstop. Um, I could not figure out yeah, what was going on, why this was happening. I could barely eat or drink anything because essentially everything would just go out immediately. And this was a Friday night. I realized that obviously this is too severe for urgent care. So my only other option is the ER. So the following morning, it was around 6.30, I wake up, immediately have to go to the bathroom. And I had headphones in, just playing like the rain sounds, because that was the only way I could really sleep with this. And as I was sitting there, I was profusely sweating. And I, at first I thought, okay, I'm going to throw up here, because you know that time yeah, when yeah. you know, like throw up, you start, yeah. Yep. And then I noticed my hearing started to get like muffled and going away. So I was thinking, oh, I'm not throwing up. I'm about to pass out. I'm about to faint, so, like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I like hobbled to my bed and obviously this was happening really fast, but in my head, I was thinking, okay, I'm up in this Airbnb loft by myself. My checkout date's not until 12 the next day. So if I pass out here, I could literally die because I don't know why I'm passing out. I don't know if I'm having like a kidney failure or something else. I mean, it turned out it was just because from dehydration, right. but yeah, in my head I was thinking, yeah, this is This is not happening. So I like, I literally talked myself out of passing out. I didn't know you could do this, but I, in my head, I was thinking, Ryan, you motherfucker, you're not passing out. (laughs) I said that over and over again. And it worked Dug deep. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started taking just deep breaths and then slowly but surely my, my eyesight started opening up again. My hearing came back. And so I just quickly gathered my shit, got in my car and drove to the ER. And so when I got there, they said I just had a really inflamed colon. And so they they pumped me up with antibiotics and like some like anti-diarrhea. And then I forgot the third thing they gave me. Um, but I was in the ER for a couple hours and thank God I got there. Um, and especially because this was yeah Saturday morning, so no one was there. So I was able to get in, in immediately and get that going. And I knew the quickest way to get into a gastro to really figure out what was going on was going back to Austin. So I had to postpone um the, the bison ranch obviously because this was too serious for that and on top of that <laughs> they were in a mountain range and their winters were so severe that actually i wasn't able to even like make it up there so my car would have gotten stuck wow. because they are they already had three of their trucks completely break down to where they had to actually order a tank to just wow. get around and move the move the hay for the bison so that's how bad it was getting there so it actually wouldn't have worked out anyways but the crazy thing that happened was and it's really frustrating thinking about this. That day that I went to the ER, they cleared me and whatnot. And I went back to my Airbnb and this was about five or 6 p.m. I could feel myself starting to slowly pass out again. And so I had to actually go back to the ER and it's because they never gave me any flu- fluids. So they gave me two liters of liquid and I felt amazing after that. Um, Cause I remember I was freaking out because obviously I was alone and I didn't want to pass out on the verge of passing out again. So I packed up all my things. I was just like whenever I went to the ER, guys, I'm not leaving like <laughs> I'm by myself in Boise, Idaho. Fortunately, the answer was I just needed 2 liters of fluid. And I'm currently combating those charges because it ended up costing me an additional $3,000 just because of something so simple like that. Right. That's a whole nother, I could a whole nother rant of just <laughs> healthcare just failing us because I was in such a bad state that that doesn't come to my head. That's their job to to do that. So just because they didn't do that, I had to go back. And now I'm probably going to end up fighting and winning. But it's just the fact that I have to do that because of their mishap is just so frustrating. So I drove essentially 24 hours over the course of the next
1: four days to
0: get back to Austin and just a train wreck. And so I got into gastro and did an endoscopy and colonoscopy. And this is another frustrating thing. They weren't sure about this at all, but they said I had ulcerative colitis. But they said maybe. Like Usually whenever it's something as severe as that, they're very 100% certain that you have that. Like, for example, Brett Ender on Meat Mafia, guys, he has ulcerative colitis, and they knew that immediately when they did the test. For me, they just were like, maybe it is. We're not sure. So I think it's just I have a really inflamed colon from the previous couple of years of just destroying my gut. Because after he died, I was just emotionally eating right. ultra processed junk. So that over time obviously destroys you. And yeah, I didn't know really what to make of it other than just eat well and take care of myself and see what happens. And slowly but surely, that was what was happening. I was getting better. And so <clears throat> over that time, this was around, I'm trying to get my timeline straight, probably around March of this year. Um, yeah, I had the mindset. I was going to just recover and then go back to this ranch in May because I also had two farms lined up after this ranch in Montana, actually in Italy. So I was going to go to Italy and farm through three different areas. And then I was just going to travel the world through wolfing and continue what I was doing on Twitter, sharing my right. story and just trying to connect us back to, to the food. And as I was walking around, just doing one of my normal walks and in nature i realized my whole goals and mindset and mission of what i wanted to use for twitter and all the video content i had lined up cuz i was going to make a youtube i realized i could do that through apparel and mm. so i started doing my own research realizing there's really nothing out there um outside of just what farms and ranches have their own brand and there's other brands like Carhartt, but that's more practical sense to where the actual right. branding for working the land. There really wasn't any other branding that's modern and cool looking to really connect not only the food production, but just health and nutrition and all of that, because it's all connected. It's not just your diet. It's, all, it's also about exercise, sunlight, sleep, stress. I mean, there's so many things that go into this. And so I realized, okay, there's this brand... That could actually happen so I was just coming up with ideas and I remembered because I didn't have the Renaissance at the time I just had all these ideas and I was trying right. to figure out what to name it a year prior to this I was becoming good friends with Case Bradford from Twitter and we were thinking Love about Case. doing yeah he's amazing and we were thinking about doing a podcast together around regenerative agriculture but also just health and nutrition and whatnot and he came up with the idea of the Renaissance. So I was like, oh, this this makes so much sense. So I reached back out to him and was like, hey, can I use this? And he was like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> and so I quickly mocked up something through Canva with the Bison logo. It's not the same one that this one obviously is now. But then I just mass sent that out to everyone I've become good friends with through Twitter, my personal friends. And, and it was unanimous. Every single person loved the idea, loved the messaging behind it, and obviously the mission and whatnot. And so I was just like, all right, I think I got something here. And so I just decided to go all in for that. And then, yeah, this was around that March. And I launched May 28th. And so it took about three months in total to to make. And that was, I got lucky with that too, because I wanted to make sure that the branding and whatnot was derived from natural fibers. I didn't want want to use polyester um, or any of the other toxic materials like that. So that was kind of a challenge to try to find that, as well as being American-made, because sure, yeah. our our apparel industry is not great anymore. I think it was around the 70s, whenever we start outsourcing all of the production to, to Asia and elsewhere for cheap labor, essentially. So actually, only 3% of apparel that's worn in America is made in America. So. I was able to find this group called Farm Fresh up in Northern California, and they do 100% organic cotton t-shirts. And I remember getting the sample and knew right away that this is what I wanted to use for that. And so the shirts that we're currently wearing, that's <laughs> the, the brand. Easily, easily
1: one of my favorite t-shirts already.
0: Heck yeah. No, I love to hear that because I... They came out better than I could have ever hoped because the material is amazing. They look incredible. And I wear them for everything. I wear them at the gym, outside, you name it. And yeah, man, it's just been a crazy awesome journey through all of that. So this, this, has, been, this has been has been what?
1: Bit. This has been like a like a two, three year journey, right?
0: Yeah. A very long two, three, yeah. Up three and down, years, a lot
1: of a lot of uh challenges, a lot of obstacles that you had to overcome. Um extremely extremely uh inspiring like to 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 say the least so i I give you a ton of credit staying the course and um i'm sure so many times throughout these last three years having dealt with those personal challenges and loss and everything like that that there probably were many times where you wanted to or emotionally felt like you couldn't continue to move forward but um even as you're talking about this now i can see how passionate you are about it and and how genuine you are in your efforts to educate and continue spreading this message. So it really is um, awesome. And that's why I needed to have you on this podcast, just to even talk about this and learn more, because um, regenerative farming and ranching is new to me, too. Um, mm-hmm. I, think, I think I even first started to hear about it from the Meat Mafia podcast guys in, I want to say the fall, I started to just pay attention more to what they were doing. And that's when I found you. I think I found you when you start to share more about regenerative ranching and maybe September, October. Um, And then I started to talk with Tristan about it and then just pick Ben's brain even over wine and uh, natural Mm -hmm. winemaking. And having been in Bitcoin for for a handful of years, I get it. Like I totally get it without even having to know much about agriculture and how the food Mm -hmm. system works and the way that i try to describe it to myself and even to other people as i'm trying to learn it and articulate it better is it's kind of just aligning with truth in all aspects of our life it's comes it comes down to the information that we consume the 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 company that we keep and the conversations that mm-hmm. we have and the food that we're eating like you're talking about the music that we're listening to literally everything that we're ingesting and experiencing on a daily basis could be under this regeneration if you really think about it that's why it's mm-hmm. awesome and i don't think that there's another brand like that or another movement like that um so so can you can you explain a little bit more for the people that might not know what is regenerative ranching or farming compared yeah. to compared so, to traditional farming
0: right so i'll talk about conventional farming first because that's what we've been doing in america since our existence and it's what civilizations have been using for thousands of years so a lot of conventional practices actually end up destroying our land, and not only that worsening our health so things such as tilling the land that's a huge thing that's huge as well as monocropping which means just using one if you go to anywhere in the midwest you drive around all you see is cornfields I remember growing up with my family we go on family vacations and I guess as a kid, I don't really remember doing this, but they would just say, I'll just be talking corn, 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 corn <laughs> just for like five minutes as like, like a kid thing to say, because that's all we would see. But that's actually terrible. Because when you think about when you go out in nature, there's not just one singular plant or whatnot that's there. It's so diverse. And so it's literally going against nature. And the third thing that's also absolutely terrible that starting to really gain traction is the use of chemical sprays Hmm. so that's herbicides pesticides insecticides fungicides all these chemicals are just sprayed all over the crops and i mean they're just trying to essentially kill weeds kill bugs and whatnot but these are such toxic chemicals that not only make inferior produce to where Say a hundred years ago, the nutritional value of that is completely depleted. But it's also just worse for our health. And it, you can just search Monsanto and mm-hmm. just see the lawsuits, ten billion dollars worth of lawsuits because of, of causing cancer, and just a whole other laundry list of health issues that that causes. And so, there's I'm trying to remember exactly the timeline because regenerative agriculture technically was in probably the 70s or 80s and like a lot of other movements, was just really small and not as well known. And now it's starting to really gain traction. And this goes way more aligned with how nature operates. Mm. So it's not, when you think of also conventional agriculture, it's pretty standard model throughout all of say America. And with Virginia agriculture, it forces the rancher or farmer to try to really gain an understanding of the land that they own. So that would be the type of species of plants, And animals that roam around and trying to more align with that rather than bringing in, say, different toxic other natives or not native, other toxic species of plants and whatnot that completely destroys the land. And so one big thing that regenerative agriculture preaches is rotating your animals. Because when you think of, say, factory farming, these are all just confined animals and just really small, tight spaces and that's terrible for the the land terrible for the animals because it forces they need to move around it's unnatural for them as well they're fed a bunch of bullshit that fattens them up as quickly and fast as possible whether it be corn um, other grains even go as, as far as skittles tires wow i mean they if you can if you look up what we actually feed and especially in the factory farming because that's actually why I went vegan in the first place was factory farming. It's a horrendous, horrendous industry of what they feed the animals and especially pigs. Um, so, regenerative agriculture talks about rotating the animals but also not using mono cropping. So, they integrate what's called cover crops. And so, that again, lines more with nature, trying to make a more dif- diverse uh, land essentially and then there's a bunch of other ones not using tilling, not using chemical sprays. So, like, whenever the farm I was on in Pennsylvania, um, never used any sprays, never tilled anything that I'm aware of. It was all pretty much hand picked. Wow. Every day, all, our chores were essentially rotating the the sheep and the, the cows pretty much every other day, at, at most, or at minimum every other day. I'm trying to get my bearings straight and all that and see if I'm missing in any other things I guess the great thing with regenerative agriculture too it's not a, a standard thing um right so yeah another so if it's, great- so if it's oh,
1: not ahead. standard would each has each farm or ranch that you've gone to have the practices been somewhat different I guess because each uh each land might be different or each ecosystem might be different or environment
0: yeah I would say there's a certain set of principles that Use for example, like no sprays, no tilling, right? That's that's Like those three.
1: That's the standard, I guess.
0: Yeah. But there's just so many amazing things that you could do with this. Another example would be: are you familiar with the goatscaping? No. So goats are amazing for our land. And especially whenever you get toxic weeds that uh are horrible and that you can't get rid of. So what a lot of goat farmers do now is they'll just pile up their goats in a truck and then take them out to whatever place that has these. And essentially you build paddocks around whatever area that the person needs help with and just releases the goats out. And what they do is just go eat all those crazy weeds that you can't get, can't get to. And also without needing to use sprays. Cause again, a lot of people try to use weed, weed killers, and that's terrible for the land and not only that, it doesn't even work. The weeds come back more resilient more than ever. That happens time and time again. And the goats, whenever they eat that, it actually helps completely destroy that. But not on top of that, too, there's this awesome goatscaper in New Mexico that I can't think of the name off the top of my head. Goats are also amazing to help prevent fires. So mm-hmm. how they eat the eat the plants and whatnot. Um we're going to have to actually take that out of the podcast because now I can't even remember how to fully explain that. <laughs> See, this is the issue. This is my issue with, with Hashimoto's is the fact that I can't, my head's still not clear enough to where I can fully explain this, 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 this is a
1: lot, it's a lot of information. It really is. And I'm sure that you're, so I found you really interesting to talk with about this because you're learning more every day as you're, as you're doing it. And yeah. Me, me working as a uh, high school teacher during the day and the yoga teacher at night and uh a coach and health coach I I love learning and I love learning from people that are actively in it with skin in the game um mm-hmm. in, in particular so uh I didn't know that goatscaping was a thing but that seems awesome and it seems like uh it seems like a good way to I guess, not not use chemicals or pesticides um for for that purpose but are those are these regenerative practices something that conventional farms can convert to or is that or are those conventional farms like no good or what's what's like the uh the deal with that
0: yeah no they definitely can it's it's a huge hurdle though i mean one of the biggest things with the biggest hurdle would be ego because when you think about the context of history, too, a lot of these farmers that are fifth, sixth generational farmers, so they they have this hardwired into their DNA, essentially. That, that that's what
1: they're supposed they're, to
0: do. Yeah. And so whenever you say there's because also the average farmer is 55, 60 plus. So when you okay. think about that, say you talk to a 65 year old farmer and you're going to go tell him that everything he's been doing his whole life is wrong and that not only that, he needs to get rid of all the machinery that he's invested in. He needs to completely transform all of the right. crops that he's doing. <laughs> it's a it's a challenge because we have two to three thousand thoughts per hour. Multiply that times 65 years. It's yeah, it's, it's very challenging to overcome that. Yeah. It's also a huge financial investment because I, I was saying they just invested all of this money into to all of the huge heavy machinery they have, but then just all of what goes into agriculture as a whole to try to just completely change that. But you can definitely do that. Will Harris is the best example of that because he was the first person to change that in his family's farming line. Okay. I can't remember what generational farmer he is. He might be fifth, but he completely transformed his farm into one of the biggest and most well-known regenerative farms in America. Where's um, that? And uh, so it's called white Oak pastures. And I think it's okay. Bluffton, in Georgia. It's in Georgia, but I can't remember the city. Um, Highly recommend checking them out. He did a podcast on Meat Mafia, but also Joe Rogan. Cool. Very great episodes of hearing his backstory and why he switched into regenerative farming and why it's necessary.
1: So now, what's the what are some of the big differences? You might know more about this than me, between the food that we're getting from a regenerative farm compared to a conventional farm. Like, are you seeing a, or would we see a big difference in like the the nutrient profile of the meat that we're getting and the vegetables or fruit?
0: Yeah. So there's three things that come to mind. The taste is much better. And from a nutrient standpoint, yeah, it's far superior. There's a lot of evidence on that. And then the third thing too is, especially with GMO, say produce, we're so used to just seeing how tomatoes look the exact same. Right. Every single tomato looks the same. Every single banana, so on and so forth at grocery stores. That's, again, that's not how it is at all. That was one of the first things I noticed when I went to this farm in Pennsylvania, especially the tomatoes. Uh, I mean, they just looked like Frankenstein in a way, but that's how, (laughs) uh, it's just awesome. And they taste so much better. Um, I remember the first time I tried beef on this ranch I visited in Colorado, and my mouth just waters thinking about it because it's so different than anything we have in the grocery store. And it's literally life-changing when I say that too. Uh, It makes me mad in a way that that's not what most people are exposed to their whole lives, essentially. And I mean, that's one of the the hundreds of reasons why I have the Regenissance is so we can go back and actually experience that. Because when you have this good quality food and you eat these meals, you stop thinking about the ultra-processed junk because that literally is addicting and changes our brain to wanting that stuff. Whenever you're so used to say having beef with these fresh fruits and vegetables every day, it's not only nourishing your body, but it tastes so good to where I don't need I don't need that right. stuff anymore. And so whenever you go say a couple months doing that, and then you try just the shitty junk food, it might taste good, but at the same time, you're gonna feel like shit complete complete shit afterwards. And
1: I, I've noticed that myself. I've noticed that yeah. as I've as I've eaten healthier. Um I've I, I lost weight myself uh maybe six or seven years ago and I've I've kept it off since then. I I lost 80 pounds. Um and a big tool for me was intermittent fasting and just shortening my my eating window while also improving the quality of my diet a little bit, but I was still eating pretty much um a lot of the typical breads and simple sugars and carbs and stuff after workouts and that helped me lose weight but i was still i i just still didn't feel as healthy as i possibly could and then over the last year or two i really started to focus on the quality of my food and uh just getting closer to eating meals that had as little amount of ingredients as possible try to really know where i'm getting my food from um mm-hmm. and now when i eat shitty food or i'll you know have that Uh, I don't know, like the piece of cake at the party or something, and also the cookies that I see on the side. It's enjoyable in the moment and it tastes good for that short-term mouth pleasure, but you're right. I feel shittier um, after and the next day. And I definitely feel more sluggish and it affects me more than what it would have in the past when I was unhealthy because my body was just used to that fuel. And now when I'm, when I'm operating with better fuel, I eat, I feel amazing. Like, uh, my energy is just more consistent and I'm sure that I'm not even getting as good of quality fuel as, as you might be on, on the farm itself. I'm, I'm not really close to that many farmers markets. Oh no. Did I lose you? Oh no. no you're good. Got you. oh, Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm not as close to as many, that many farmers markets, um, as, as I'd like to be uh but i i try to get as high of quality of food as i possibly could um a big pushback that i see from people when i try to talk with them about this is price um and and i and i try to talk with them about the fact that if you're if you're wanting to buy higher quality food you're going to have to pay a little bit more but also what i've noticed i don't know if you've noticed this as well um but i don't feel that I need as much food. I don't need to eat as much or I'm not counting calories, but I don't think I'm consuming as many calories as what I was in the past because the nutrient profile of my food is better. And so yeah. I think so I think because I'm getting more nutrients in and better nutrients in my body uh just might be healthier overall. I don't feel that I need to eat as much and I'm satiated much more often.
0: Yep. So that is there's a lot to unpack there, but that first one, that's so true. I mean, when you think about it, you can go to St. Wendy's and have a giant meal. You're going to be hungry an hour and a half later. It's right. not satiating at all. You're not actually getting any any of the vitamins and minerals that you need. And so, yeah, you literally start eating less because you don't need as much. Um, but it's also interesting on the topic of when they say it's too expensive. There's there's a lot to unpack there because the first thing is is how we view – we don't view anything long-term. So when you say, mm. when they say it's more expensive, you're not also taking into consideration that you're eating this shitty cheap food. So you're not even providing your body what it needs. So you're also going to probably eventually need to go to the doctor for all kinds of shit. Yes. That costs a hell of a lot more money. So there's so much that goes into that to where, that's again, why I have the brand is tried to to push back to all of that because vegetables and fruits whether, so at, I guess to go back to that with like say conventional fruits and whatnot that you find in grocery stores is still a hell of a lot better than eating the ultra processed stuff right. that's in the middle of the grocery stores. So I think it's a lot of Coke, but it's also, there's just so much information out there that there's a lot, also a lot of misinformation. And cause I haven't even really talked about what the Renaissance brand really is. Cause there's a lot that goes into it. So one of the things that's really pushing back on, is all of the BS lies that we've been told right. for so long about foods. For example, that steak and red meat causes cancer is bad for you. Eggs and butter are bad for you, especially the saturated fat, when in fact it's actually vital for brain development and health and along with many other health benefits. Um, raw milk is incredible for us. Uh there's just so many lies about that that we're not made aware of because it's also interesting. I have had a lot of conversations with people about raw milk and they've been just completely brainwashed into uh, A, it'll kill you and it's terrible for you. And B, we just we just need pasteurized milk. It's it's insane um, how we view raw milk now, and especially now because it's illegal in a lot of places. So it's just like, oh, it's bad for you. Right. When there's a lot of reasons why uh we're being told that and they're not good reasons because in fact we've been drinking it for nearly six thousand plus years and it's incredible for us there's a lot of other things too with regenerations this is also being pushed back to the plant-based movement and a lot of what you hear is animal agriculture is is causing climate change which Mm -hmm. is just a load of bs i do not recommend the vegan diet to anybody and i was vegan for two and a half years So, again, with the vegan movement, they are extremely loud group. And whenever you probably ask people out in public what they think the percentage of vegans are in America, they would overestimate by a lot. When in reality, it's only two or three percent of Americans are vegan. Oh, wow. But they're they're very passionate people around that. There's no other movement like that on the other side. So that's, again, why it made me think about the Renaissance. Another couple other things. Even just talking about the name Renaissance it takes regenerative and renaissance put together. So not only about regenerative agriculture, but regenerating your health through our diet, exercise, um, sunlight, sleep, stress management, being involved with communities. All of that plays a huge factor into all of that because our bodies are super resilient mm. and it has the ability to heal within. And then re- Renaissance, so there's a couple things with that. I think we're going to go, you see more of, like Liver King, for example, he's become huge talking about organ meats, and that is a huge wave happening, and more and more people are going back to how we used to eat, using butter and tallow to cook, eating red meat, and so I think we're going back to that era of how our ancestors used to eat, and then also, I was also intentional about the bison logo, because I think we're going to ask you about
1: the. I was going to ask you about yeah. the bison.
0: So they were becoming much more enthralled with bison again, like how we used to be in the 1800s. I mean, Obama made bison the national animal and the populations are starting to increase more and more. More and more companies are starting using bison products like bison wallets out of bison hides, bison tallow, bison bone broth. And then just bison meat overall is becoming much more mainstream thanks to Forza Nature and other big players. And so I think that just ties in so well together. And that's essentially the meaning behind all of Renaissance is just having that movement of awareness and education because there's just so much BS out there. We have the answers to how we could really heal ourselves. And so that's what the Regenestance brand's about.
1: Dude, so coming from someone who works as a teacher, you do a great job at educating people, um, especially on your Twitter. And you're extremely articulate and you share a lot of information really well. So um the education part, I think you're going to absolutely destroy. Uh so, so in within the Renaissance, you you were mentioning we have the food that we eat. So nutrition, sleep, right? Uh what else did you mm-hmm. say? You said um sunlight sunlight sunlight
0: that's i mean sunlight's huge i mean i wanna i'll be talking more and more on that too because i haven't really written about that that opened up to my eyes i mean when you talk about that's a big one for me too yeah regulating your circadian rhythm that's from the sun Uh, i mean the more you go outside and ground yourself and you feel so much better um yeah it's it's incredible just this is anecdotal just personally that like I said a while ago, that was the first thing to really start making small changes. Was the fact I was just outside walking more and more. I noticed better for my mental, and to the point where whenever I'm inside all day, I get really antsy and just want to go outside. And there's reasons to that. It's just how we've always been as humans. We've always been outside. And so would you would you consider again,
1: movement as a as another pillar to that too?
0: Oh yeah, right. Movement. I mean, there's yeah, because there's plenty of studies about longevity correlation with walking outside. And Cause I mean, it's just, it's so basic that you don't have to go lift weights like crazy. No. It's literally just walking outside and you get, you reap the benefits long term.
1: So I'm I'm curious too, because I love asking people what got them to make change. So even when you said that you were in that really tough state and you were um, looking on Twitter and you were uh, following a couple of people that were giving some different bits of health advice, what was it that actually got you to say, yeah, I'm just going to start walking outside? Like, what was that catalyst or yeah, the thing that got you to switch was, that behavior?
0: Yeah. So there's two things. The first thing was over those three months, I would say I attended Twitter University because I followed probably like a thousand different accounts, <laughs> whether it be health, esoteric health, business, um, just men men's improvement and mindset i mean there's just so many little niches of twitter that i started following and just started consuming because i was just learning and unlearning a lot of stuff because that's actually what changed me to go back to eating meat was through twitter where people were sharing uh just all of their wealth of knowledge and studies and very convincing arguments because at the end of the day we do need animal protein and so it was that that paired with just reading amazing stories of folks that just overcame crazy, crazy odds. Like Brett Ender, for example, shared his story about ulcerative colitis and how he was able to overcome that. That inspired the hell out of me to where, okay, if these people can do that, I can definitely do that. But the second thing was the fact that I stopped feeling sorry for myself and accepting Mm. responsibility for my life. And because I was so sick of where I was at, mentally and physically because i was just smoking weed every day eating like shit feeling like shit not sleeping and i was just thinking long term just man if i'm like this the rest of my life i'm literally digging myself an early grave as well and not only that and just i'd be pissing on my brother's grave It made me think about a legacy and just a family bloodline yeah just thinking about all of the my ancestors that worked hard and and sacrificed for me to get here for me to just pissed on all of that I just it's I can't think of a worse way to to honor them and live my life and so I made the executive decision to actually start taking responsibility for all of that and walking was that first step to Dude, me to take yeah yeah
1: powerful that's that's really powerful and um I, I can relate to that a lot and uh I'm, I'm happy that you even shared that with me because um I, I think it does come down to responsibility and to be able to admit that to yourself is is hard and i think a lot of people have a hard time admitting that and i think that's that's really where change starts um and then taking like small steps having that belief in yourself that you can right and so that you do wake up yeah. every day um i always wonder I mean, again that's okay. good i was just gonna, we gonna say, say
0: the last thing too is just again this is why i have this brand too is for this movement because the more people that transform their lives I just think it just snowballs into that, too, because so America, we were about 75 percent are overweight, obese. And right. obviously the the trajectory is getting worse and worse to where kids are literally getting fatty liver disease as a kid. And that's because of their diet, among many other things, but primarily the food that they eat. And so when you think about that, obviously not everyone's going to want to change, nor will they change. America has 330 million plus people, so 75 percent right. of that.
1: Dude, that's a lot of people.
0: Yeah, so let's take, even if I help change 5% of that 75%, that's still millions of people. That's massive. Not not only transforming their lives, but they're changing their bloodlines to where whenever they have kids, they're passing down that amazing new information that they've got to where now their kids are going to be healthy. And then they're going to pass that down to their kids. And that's all I want. I don't care about not helping change the people that don't give a shit about this. I'm focusing on the people that will eventually hear this and will want to make changes and will make changes. And, and that just and, fires and I me think, up. Thinking about that. That,
1: that fires me up so much. It really does. And and I think you're gonna you're gonna really strike uh strike the or pull on the heartstrings of a lot of people because I agree. I think more people are waking up to this. I think there are more people like us that are on Twitter or on the internet, on YouTube or in YouTube university, Twitter university looking yeah. to learn and looking to question, looking for answers to a lot of this stuff. The healthcare system has failed millions and millions of people. So mm-hmm. eventually some people will just deal with it and deal with the negative implications that come with it. But I do think that more and more people um, will start to become accountable and, and say, yeah. no, I, I need to take my health and my life into my own hands. And the Renaissance might be the, the perfect, uh, like, brand or way for them to make sense of that because I've made, I've thought of this or my life in this holistic kind of approach too. I I just never really knew how to, I guess, like view it or wear it or, or like represent it in a certain way. So that's why this is like a perfect, uh, a perfect movement for me too, to, to just be like, yeah, no, I, I support this because I have, gotten healthier from exposing myself to more sunlight I've gotten healthier from eating better food from bettering my relationships with people from moving more from just like we like I was saying before aligning more with truth or that's how I see it at least so mm-hmm. I guess me aligning with truth or seeing it as that or visualizing as it as that for the last I don't know seven years or so was was my own Renaissance in in a way and that's why I mm-hmm. really I really love this because uh it it's it's empowering and i think it will help people learn and um so what are what are some of your future plans for the regenerations like where do you have any like events that you want to do or just different apparel or different education um Mm -hmm. avenues
0: so yeah no i mean i have I mean, it's a great problem. My mind can't turn off now that I have I'm this because sure. there's, <laughs> there's so many ways this can go. But I have a lot in the pipeline that I want to do with um, in terms of just apparel. So I've got a lot that I'll eventually be releasing. In terms of events, I'm trying to do farmer's markets. Um, nice, cool. Trying to, try, trying to get into stores. And then I'll be trying to host because I'm in Austin right now. So I'm going to be hoping to ramp up just renaissance meetups and events and whatnot to try to, I guess the great thing about Austin is very community oriented. So I'm trying to just build a renaissance community essentially. Nice. And yeah, I mean, that's, I guess for now, I mean, there's a lot of other things that I've planned that I just don't really want to talk about just because of course, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Whenever they happen, they'll happen.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, And also something I, I needed to ask you was what was your orange pill moment?
0: Man. So I was, I lucked out with life. I had the best, Older brother I could have ever asked for, and he orange pilled me early on because he he had talked to me about it for a few years, but like most people, I just rejected that and (laughs) did not care for it. And then he was just like, Okay, watch these two Joe Rogan podcast episodes with Andreas Antonopoulos, which happened years ago. And so I watched those two, and he gave like real-world examples of The Greece history and just other things, and that really started to get the wheel spinning. And um, yeah, I guess once I started actually doing more research and realizing long term how this could work, there was no looking back because this is I've I've never cared about any of the other cryptos. This Bitcoin is the only one I've ever cared about. And yeah, since twenty seventeen, I've been all in now for that.
1: So I and and it's funny that. Uh, when I first found the, the meat mafia podcast guys, um, it was when they, they actually first started their Twitter accounts too. And I thought their account was so interesting because I was on Twitter only for Bitcoin at that time. And I was just really embedded in Bitcoin, Twitter, um, all the memes. I fucking loved all the meme videos (laughs) in bear markets and in the bull market. I didn't care whatever it was. I was just all about it. But I found the fact that they were combining the ideas of meat and Bitcoin to be so interesting because I, I didn't understand what the relationship mm-hmm. was. And then um, eventually I saw their accounts blow up and I start to see what they're talking about and uh, it, it it started to make sense to me, but I'm still trying to figure out, is there like an intentional Bitcoin and meat movement or is there, or is it just... Mm-hmm is it just because that bitcoin really is that delayed gratification that longer time horizon just like if you're thinking to buy that meat that's from the regenerative ranch you're investing in your health long term you might be spending a few more dollars on that pound of beef but it is you're you're delaying the gratification you're spending a little bit more now to have Uh, uh, like you know better health as time goes down the road so is it just that these are two movements that have a lot of the same values or is there a lot of overlap in them as well there is a lot of
0: overlap um i mean there's currently have you heard of the beef initiative
1: i i just started to hear about it maybe a couple months ago yeah
0: so that would be the one i guess that's actually happening but just overall there's just so much overlap because essentially it's just about I mean, the term's thrown around a lot, especially because of the book with Bitcoin, The Sovereign Individual. It's just about just taking control. It's amazing. And it's just, I think it's just people are waking up to becoming self-sovereign, especially with what's going on in America, I mean, worldwide, and just taking control of your health and being responsible for that. But once you start thinking about that, it's just taking control of your life, whether that be with financing. And I mean, it just bleeds over to every facet of your life.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think about that all the time. And um, I haven't thought about or done as much research or reading on Bitcoin as I have over the, like, you know, the first four years I was involved because um, I'm more involved in health and wellness, uh, too. So that's been more my focus recently. But as I'm going down this path and learning more about the quality of my food and stuff, I'm like, shit, this is actually fundamentally the same thing or the same reasons mm-hmm. that I do believe in bitcoin as being the best form of money and where i want to store my purchasing power um over extended periods of time so it it blows my mind that i feel like i'm watching these this renaissance and this renascences happen in real time and mm-hmm. when you when you start to feel like that wave coming behind you it's it is empowering it's 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 really cool like i feel like i'm moving in the right direction and uh and I, and, I, and it's encouraging because you see a lot of other people waking up to that as well. And I don't feel as alone in this as what I did maybe like five or 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, no, that's what I hardly agree with that.
1: Um, so uh, what's one of the greatest lessons that you've learned since transitioning from tech to now working on farms when you do? It could be even like the simplest thing. Something that maybe you you weren't expecting even.
0: It made me become religious again.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: How? That was the big. Because um, so I grew up Christian, but I've more felt forced to. And I never took the I was too lazy to actually take the time to actually read and, you know, think about it. So for most of my adult life, I was agnostic. And once I actually got on the farm and started realizing just the connection to the land and how everything's so connected, whether it be. The animals itself with land and how even freaking trees communicate with one another and it's just tough to put into words it made me understand why a lot of farmers a lot of people that are in agriculture are also pretty religious themselves it just made me start thinking about life um this just earth essentially how it came to be and there's just way too many coincidences to where like i was saying everything just felt so connected made me think okay this has to be intelligent design and there has to be some type of god around it and the more i would just think about that and actually start going back to church because i actually go to church with brett and harry and that's awesome. it's tough to explain because yeah i never that's literally the most surprising thing that i've probably ever ever experienced in my life after losing my brother and now mom i'm still becoming more closer and closer to to christianity and god and yeah, I probably didn't do the best explanation of that all, but that was easy, no. But the I, most I, I, of, I
1: could, I could see it. I could, I could totally see it because I feel like I'm sure you might relate. I feel like I'm at least what's being portrayed. Not every second that I walk outside, but we're living in somewhat of a world that's devolving into chaos and degeneracy to a certain degree. Um, yes. So as I'm aligning more with truth and, and trying to play my part in this uh I have become more curious and believe I think I believe in God more than I ever have. I grew up Catholic, went to Catholic school. Uh, but for most of my adult life, I was agnostic. I just, I didn't really know what to believe. I didn't I thought that, Mm -hmm. you know, it was kind of silly to think that much happened after, but now more than ever over these last seven years or so that I've gone in, in order to make sense of my life more without, I think I'm more aligned with God than, than I think I ever have been. And, Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think it's by coincidence. So I could totally see how you working outside more and just becoming more with nature totally can can push you in that direction
0: there's one other story i'd like to add to that too yeah um so like i was saying with my mom how she was in such poor health i mean she had a whole laundry list of her own health issues she had sleep apnea gout shingles she had her liver and kidney were failing she had coronary artery disease so that's the most common form of heart disease there was five, four or five separate times to where she had two liters of fluid drained from her lungs. Damn. And so she had, yeah, she was in a rough spot and it was awful to see. She cognitively declined rapidly. It was like dementia-like symptoms. She didn't have dementia, but it was really bad. And so I knew in the back of my head she was dying. Obviously, he didn't know when. And that feeling sucks. I mean, yeah. It's just like limbo purgatory, essentially. And then I realized... She was getting really bad at the start of May. And it was on Mother's Day that it hit me really, really hard to where I realized, okay, this is the last Mother's Day I'll ever have with her. Um, and the following weeks were really bad because I was essentially, that was my I realized that was my grieving process. Because my launch date for this brand was May 28th, so the Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. And she actually texted me that Friday out of the blue, which she growing up in my whole life, she's always been one to call me and text me pretty much every day. But as she was cognitively declining, that went away completely to where I was the one having to really reach out and talk and, and do all of that. But on that Friday, she texted me from my website of my, my brand, which I found really odd, but I mean, obviously great. Cause she was, she saw that. And then on Sunday, my brand launched at 12 PM on central time, I get a call four hours later as I'm about to drive to my friend's cookout that she passed away and that makes me think about maybe that's just a coincidence but again she passed away on the day my brand launched and right. with the meaning
1: right yeah that just and, made and me want for to every, and for everything that you're doing with this and what this brand stands for
0: exactly it's just that was just crazy and then I went to her funeral and I felt at peace I, I realized like I was saying that the weeks leading up to that were my grieving process. I mean, I obviously grieved at the funeral and whatnot. That's the first time I've ever gone to a funeral to where I was like, this is beautiful. This wow. is she's at peace finally, because the whole year before that, it was worse seeing her how she was the previous year than seeing her in a casket across from where I was sitting. And, yeah, I to me, that's God in a yeah. way. I can't yeah. I can't explain it other than that. And it's just crazy. Because now, since then, I mean, I've been able to focus on my brand and doing a lot better. But just the sheer fact that she passed away on the day of of that was insane. And then right. another thing, too, I'm realizing. So June 14th just happened. That's also the day of my brother's birthday. So a couple things happened. One of my brother's best friends, who also spoke at his, his funeral, he's expecting his second child on June 19th well it came early it came on his birthday and so they named his middle name Tyler which was my brother's name wow and then also i had just uh connected strike with my brand and had the first ever order from someone that used strike on the day of his birthday and so you can say those are coincidences to me that's just god
1: i playing, i agree
0: having yeah it's it's crazy man i would never and like i said i've never would have ever thought about any of this stuff because for the longest time i was atheist and agnostic and now it's just i'm very great it's made me very grateful for life too and just being a part of it
1: dude uh you're you're awesome super strong dude and um i i appreciate you sharing this stuff with me because i know that it's hard to share and you're a very vulnerable person um really inspiring uh thank you for this conversation um is is there a specific place that you want people to reach out to you if they want to get in touch with you um or yeah or so, learn more
0: yeah so my website is just the um but if you want to personally reach out my twitter i mean it's i think it's underscore ryan underscore griggs and also just the Regenasons. i have my own twitter i'll be ramping up the instagram on that as well as the newsletter, all those completely free. You don't have to buy any shirts or whatnot to <laughs> to reap the benefits of the information that will be out there. That's pretty much all I got. It was great talking with you, Michael.
1: Ryan, it was awesome chat. Really looking forward to seeing what you're doing and uh, continuing to be a part of the
0: For Sure, man. Have a good one.